Good morning, and welcome to Simply Sports. It's Sunday, January 21st. On today's show, Real Madrid narrowly defeats Almeria in a thrilling match, while Werder Bremen secures a victory against Bayern Munich. Plus, Hawks Young suffers a concussion and is out indefinitely. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Sports. We start off with a dramatic last-minute goal by Dani Carvajal that has given Real Madrid a 3-2 comeback win against Almeria in a La Liga match that was riddled with VAR controversy. This victory puts Madrid at the top of the La Liga standings with 51 points, two ahead of Girona. Here to discuss this further is our sports correspondent, Bella. Bella, can you walk us through this intense match? Certainly, David. Almeria, despite being at the bottom of the league and winless after 21 La Liga matches this season, took a two-goal lead in the first half. Largi Ramazani and Edgar Gonzalez scored for Almeria, while Madrid didn't record a single shot on target. Real Madrid's manager, Carlo Ancelotti, made three changes at the start of the second half, which seemed to invigorate his team. And then we saw the VR controversy. Can you explain what happened? Absolutely. The first major VR incident came in the 56th minute when Madrid was awarded a penalty for a debatable handball. Jude Bellingham converted the penalty to reduce the deficit. Then Almeria had a goal ruled out after a long VAR check, with the referee deciding there was an infringement in the buildup. Madrid's equalizer was initially ruled out for a handball by Vinicius Jr., but was later awarded after another VAR review. This decision left Almeria's players and manager, Asir Garitano, furious. And then, in the ninth minute of stoppage time, Carvajal scored the winner. What was the reaction to this? Almeria's Gonzalo Malero told Day's End that they felt robbed, saying that what happened went beyond all limits. However, Madrid defender Carvajal disagreed, stating that if Malero watches the plays calmly, he will surely realize that they were correctly refereed. He also thanked their fans for their support. A truly dramatic match with a lot of controversy. Thanks for your insights, Bella. In recent NBA news, Atlanta Hawks guard Trey Young has been diagnosed with a concussion after leaving Saturday's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Young left the game in the fourth quarter after taking a charge from the Cavaliers' Isaac Okoro and getting hit in the face by an inadvertent elbow. He did not return to the game. Here to discuss this further is our sports correspondent. So, Charlotte, what does this mean for Young and the Hawks moving forward? Well, David, Young's injury is certainly a blow to the Hawks. He's a key player for them, averaging 26.9 points per game and is second in the league with 10.8 assists per game. Now, there's no timetable for Young's return. He must go through the league's concussion protocol to ensure he is symptom-free before resuming basketball activities. And this isn't the first game Young has missed recently, correct? That's correct, David. Young sat out Friday's game against the Miami Heat due to an illness. It's been a tough few days for him health-wise. What kind of impact does this have on the Hawks' performance and strategy moving forward? Young's absence will definitely be felt on the court. The Hawks will need to adjust their strategy, and other players will need to step up to fill the gap. It's a challenging situation, but it's also an opportunity for other players to show what they can do. Indeed, it will be interesting to see how the team adapts. 
Thanks for your insights, Charlotte. Bayern Munich suffered a 1-0 home loss to Werder Bremen on Sunday with a goal from Mitchell Weiser. This leaves them seven points behind leaders Bayer Leverkusen in the Bundesliga title race. This was Werder's first victory in Munich since 2008 and the champion's second league loss of the campaign. Here to discuss this further is our sports correspondent. So, Helena, what went wrong for Bayern in this match? Well, David, this was a game where Bayern Munich just couldn't find their rhythm. They failed to score in a home league game for the first time since February 2020, ending a run of 65 consecutive home games with at least one goal. The result leaves them on 41 points in second place with a game in hand. Leverkusen are on 48 following their last gasp 3-2 win over RB Leipzig on Saturday. Bayern's coach, Thomas Tuchel, said it was a deserved win for Werder. Can you elaborate on his comments? Yes, Tuchel was quite critical of his team's performance. He said, For 70 minutes, we did not play as a team that wants to win, to battle for the title. He pointed out that they allowed too many counterattacks, too much space, and were sloppy. Tuchel called it a big setback and emphasized the need for improvement in their next game against Union Berlin. Bayern had possession, but struggled to break down a disciplined Werder backline. What can you tell us about Werder's defensive strategy? Werder Bremen came into this game with a clear plan to frustrate Bayern Munich, and they executed it perfectly. They were disciplined and organized at the back, making it difficult for Bayern to break them down. They also posed a threat on the counter, with Justin Jinma's effort being disallowed for a foul at the start of the move. However, former Bayern player Mitchell Weiser did manage to score in the 59th minute, shaking off Alfonso Davies and firing an unstoppable shot past keeper Manuel Neuer. Despite the loss, Bayern remains a strong contender in the Bundesliga. What do they need to do to bounce back from this setback? Bayern Munich is a team with a lot of quality and experience, and they'll need to draw on that in their upcoming games. They'll need to be more clinical in front of goal and tighten up at the back to prevent counterattacks. Their next game against Union Berlin will be a good opportunity to get back on track and close the gap on Leverkusen. That was our sports correspondent with the analysis of Bayern Munich's surprising loss to Werder Bremen. Thanks for your insights. Rory McIlroy has won the Dubai Desert Classic for a record fourth time, reeling in Cameron Young early in the final round and then holding off Adrian Moronk to seal a one-stroke victory. McElroy closed with a 2-under-70 to retain the title at a tournament he has now won more than any other event in his career. Among his 38 wins as a professional, he has also won the Tour Championship and Wells Fargo Championship three times. Here to discuss this further is our golf correspondent. So James, what can you tell us about McElroy's performance in the final round? David, it was a classic McElroy performance. Young started day four with a two-stroke lead, but was trailing McElroy after making bogey at number six for his second dropped shot of the round. McElroy then opened up a lead of three shots by the turn after birdies at Nozad eight and nine. He came under pressure from Meronk, who made four birdies on his back nine, but McElroy held on to his lead. So McElroy walked down number 18, leading by one shot, just like at last week's Dubai Invitational, where he was beaten by Tommy Fleetwood. But this time he didn't lose it. How did he manage to hold on to his lead? McElroy said it himself. 
It was one of those days where there wasn't a ton of fireworks just because the course was so difficult. He made eight pars and a bogey on his back nine. He held on as best as he could, and thankfully no one around the top of the leaderboard made much of a run. He closed with a par for 14 under par overall. Merak, who was recently crowned as the European Tours Player of the Year for 2023, was alone in second place, and Young, playing in Dubai for the first time, was third. What does this mean for them? Well, for Moronk, this is another strong performance following his Player of the Year accolade. He continues to show that he's a force to be reckoned with on the European Tour. As for Young, this was a great experience for him. Despite falling short, his performance in Dubai, especially considering it was his first time playing there, was commendable. He'll definitely be one to watch in future tournaments. McElroy broke a tie with South African great Ernie Els, who had also won the Dubai Desert Classic three times and has started 2024 with a second and a first. What does this victory mean for him? This victory is a significant milestone for McElroy. Not only has he won the Dubai Desert Classic more times than any other player, but he's also off to a great start in 2024. He said it himself, it's a great platform to build from. I know I'm playing good golf. A couple little things still to work on, but these weeks are great. You learn a ton from them, and obviously great to get the competition and come out on top as well. All right, that wraps up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Sports. We'll see you back here tomorrow.